<laughs> okay. appropriate introduction for the book of Leviticus <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, how are you doing today Dan I'm great how are you yeah I'm, I'm feeling good uh, I've recovered from my bout of COVID back in January I haven't been have had a sick day since okay so because uh, I believe I got natural immunity to whatever bug they're they're pumping into people so it's going to get worse though folks it's going to get worse and uh, every day goes by to, as I've said the Rothschilds have crossed the Rubicon. That means they cannot back off now. It's like a, a, you take a, a jet plane across the ocean and only have enough fuel <laughs> to to get to one day, one destination or the other. So if you cross the halfway point, you're committed to reaching the destination. That's what Julius Caesar did, and he lost. <laughs> All right? Okay, All right? So, but uh, that's what's going to happen to the Rothschilds. They are going to lose because it's all it's been prophesied in the book of Revelation that they will lose. Mystery Babylon will burn, folks. And, boy, that's going to, the cleanup crew will provide employment for Israel. What, I forget, was it five months uh, that we will uh, have to be burying the dead bodies of those who are killed in, in the melee of the Judgment Day. Wow. Okay, uh, folks, get ready for that because it's coming. Stock up on your uh, freeze-dried food, <laughs> canned goods, canned tuna. But, uh, Dan, I remember the days when you and I were doing these shows in 2008, nine, and whatever, and we were telling people then, stock up on wheelbarrows and canned tuna. Why the wheelbarrows? Yeah. Because you're going to need a mountain of cash to buy a can of tuna. All that's right. right. Yeah, and and that's the dollar where becomes totally oh, worthless. The, the inflation is out of sight, folks. It's out of sight. But anyway, let's get... Well, we let's ain't get, seen nothing yet. Oh, yeah, right. As far as inflation. We think yeah. it's bad now. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is going to get worse. And uh, they're going to ba basically destroy the Federal Reserve uh, system, right? Because they already have their cashless society, their mRNA, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, nanotoxin uh, money system that they are injecting into people. And uh, in fact, it, you, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video of the guy who uh, stuck his 
cell phone to his arm on his ejection site, and his his cell phone was charging when he oh my put gosh. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who needs electricity anymore? Just take the <laughs> shot, right? You you'll be a walking charging station. And, and 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 charge your credit card at the same time. I wonder that's if you really. That's got to be great to put in your body, right? That oh man! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, mean, you're an electric charging station. I mean, <laughs> my gosh! Yeah, that... yeah, and and the one the video where the guy uh, who just got a, a vaccine, I think it was uh, Moderna. Where he walked into a room full of t- TV monitors, and his and his injection uh, info was being broadcast on the TV monitor. What his uh, uh, you know the brand it was and uh, the the stock number, all that stuff was being broadcast on the TV monitors as he walked by them. Okay, so they have injected electronic stuff into our veins, folks. Beware, beware of that hmm. shot. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's get into Leviticus chapter one. And uh, just a, a briefly glance through a bunch of the different chapters of Leviticus. And most <clears throat> of the, the book of Leviticus is instructions to the priests, the, the Levit- Levitical priesthood. Uh, yeah, so it's, um, nevertheless, it does contain important information for the rest of us. But it uh, it's very precise, detailed information on how to prepare the sacrifices, how to offer the sacrifices, how the priests must be, uh, cleanse themselves before making the offerings. However, I would say the whole the whole scenario here is reminiscent of how we as Israelites should prepare ourselves for the wedding feast of the Lamb, to make ourselves clean. So in a sense, the book of Leviticus is a parable for us in these coming end times when we have to cleanse ourselves, repent. Uh, it includes, it includes a, you know, a physical cleanliness, taking a bath you know, every now and then. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and uh, you know, don't touch any dead, dead roadkill. <laughs> with your bare hands, uh, all that kind of stuff, right? So uh, these cleanliness rules d- do apply to us uh, in these coming end times. And our personal health is because uh, uh, we've been finding out, you know, n- number one, that the uh, uh, transmissible diseases aren't transmitted through the air. Very, very rarely, you know, somebody, unless somebody sneezes in your face and you breathe that stuff in. That, uh, but they, they found uh, during the 1918 swine flu, so uh, not swine flu, uh, Spanish flu, that uh, they tried injecting pus from sick people directly into people, up, up people's noses, healthy people's noses, and injecting it into their bodies and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and the, uh, the subjects did not get sick. They could not infect those people. So it means there was something else going on, namely, well, in those days it was it started at Fort Riley, Kansas, where radar was, I think it was radar, that was being introduced, and that, that was an electromagnetic disease, really. And then they started, they started treating it with vaccines, okay? And the vaccines killed more people than the disease, which is typical, okay? Folks, 
the bear, mark my words, the vaccines kill more people than the disease, okay? Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, so let's get to it. Uh, all these cleanliness laws apply mainly mm-hmm. to the Levitical priests, but they also apply to us to the extent that, you know, we need to be healthy and clean, physically clean, mentally and spiritually clean. Over to you. And when we get to chapter 11, we'll see the different types of uh, clean animals to okay. eat, oh, yeah. different foods. You know, that's an important one there. Yeah, very good. That, that will apply. Actually, uh, we, we, when we get there, we should revisit uh, Exodus chapter 6, uh, because uh, a lot, what a lot of people miss, including you know, Bible scholars who have been devoted their whole lives to Bible scholarship, miss the fact that the only animals that were put aboard the ark were the clean and the unclean which means that, excuse me, domesticated animals like horses, mm-hmm. which are unclean, uh, donkeys, which are unclean, uh, chickens, which are clean, uh, ducks, which are unclean. Well, maybe not. Maybe the ducks, because they could fly off into the distance because I don't believe the flood was global. The deluge was global, but not the flood. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that uh, they had to have livestock to get the farm started when they departed the ark. That's what that's all about, clean and unclean, and the people miss that. So I was thinking, how, how do I convey this to an audience? And it occurred to me, well, it was like two pairs of each unclean and seven pairs of each clean, as I recall. Uh, it was either seven or five. Anyway, that's a lot of animals. That's a lot of domesticated animals to, to start out with, okay? So let's assume that uh, elephants were part of the unclean, okay? The ark is like 600 feet long and maybe uh, 40 or 50 feet wide. And uh, so let's say you had to have four elephants. You had to, if you if it include every species under the sun, then you had to have four elephants. Can you imagine the weight of those four elephants mm-hmm. on, on a 600-foot boat? And the food you would have to supply them with for uh, nine, ten months, folks. And giraffes. And giraffes, <laughs> right? Imagine and, them on there. And how do you get the food that they eat, which is on the tops of the trees, right? Okay, <laughs> it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd that the uh, that all these different animals were aboard the ark. No, it's just uh, the clean and the unclean. The animals we're going to be talking about right here, some of them anyway, uh, the clean animals, primarily. And then we're also going to be talking about, you know, not touching you know, roadkill and other types of unclean animals that we shouldn't uh, shouldn't be touching at all. Okay, and uh, so so in general, the advice given to the Levites does apply to us, but this is very specific ritualistic stuff. Over to you. Okay, uh, we'll start it off here, Leviticus chapter one. And Yahweh called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel. And say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto Yahweh, you shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before Yahweh. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before Yahweh, and the priests, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. 
and he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into his pieces. And the sons of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priests, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head and the fat in order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And if his offering be of the flocks, namely of the sheep or the goats for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. And he shall kill it on the side of the altar northward before Yahweh. And the priests, Aaron's sons, shall sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar. And he shall cut it into his pieces with his head and his fat. And the priests shall lay them in order on the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water, and the priest shall bring it all and burn it upon the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto Yahweh. Okay, again, so the parabolic uh, intent here is the judgment day when when the world will be judged by fire. Okay, so uh, this is, again, we have to... Uh, take all this very personally so that we prepare ourselves for that day of sacrifice when the, uh, it's kind of like the uh, the two goats, Azazel, what, one goat was sacrificed, the other was uh, set off in the woods with uh, bearing the sins of Israel upon it. Well, that Azazel is a word for the devil, <laughs> right? means the devil will be destroyed and uh, he will be burnt in the end days, okay? We can't wait for that day, folks. I want to see the smoke of the ships of Mystery Babylon burning. I want to see that smoke. Back to you, Dan. Verse 14. And if the burnt sacrifice for his offering to Yahweh be of fowls, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or of young pigeons. And the priest shall bring it unto the altar and wring off his head and burn it on the altar. And the blood thereof shall be wrung out at the side of the altar. And he shall pluck away his crop with his feathers and cast it beside the altar on the east part, by the place of the ashes. And he shall cover it with the wings thereof, but shall not divide it asunder. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar, upon oh, the wood oh, that hold is on, upon hold, the fire. I think the word there is cleave, not cover. He shall cleave he shall it. Cleave it with yeah. Let me thereof. look up that word, shasa. Uh, to split or tear figuratively to upbraid, uh, cleave, yeah, rend, stay. So basically he shall cleave it with the wings. I'm not sure what that means. I assume it's just cut it in half, uh, cut the body in half to prepare it for sacrifice. Uh, hard to determine what that actually means here, but back to you. But then in the next part it says, but shall not divide it asunder. What is really? Okay. You so, see what it's see where it goes, and he shall cleave it with the wings thereof, but shall not divide it asunder. Okay, so it's hard to figure uh, exactly what that means. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, but then I think it talks about plucking plucking the feathers, right? Pl- yeah, uh, pluck away his crop with the feathers. So I'm not sure what the cleave means in this context. It's an interesting question. Okay, back to you. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar, upon the wood that is upon the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And that concludes chapter one. Okay. Chapter two. 
And when any will offer a meat offering unto Yahweh, his offering shall be of fine flour, and he shall pour oil upon it and put frankincense thereon. And he shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests, and he shall take thereout his handful of the flour thereof, and of the oil thereof, with all the frankincense thereof, and the priest shall burn the memorial of it upon the altar to be an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And the remnant of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. And if thou bring an oblation of a meat offering bacon in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mingled with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil. And I just want to throw in that uh, leaven, leaven represents sin. So that's, that's right. what uh, unleavened means. Yeah, it's and also just, uh, remember we did the show about the show bread, and that had to be unleavened bread also. Right. Okay, and they had to bake 12 cakes, one for each uh, tribe of Israel. Tribe. And they, they held those cakes for a week, and then they would uh, bake new cakes and eat the old ones. So the, the Levitical priests were eating those cakes. And, and consuming monatomic gold, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know how, how expensive that stuff is these days. <laughs> but they, they had to consult Bella Eel, I think uh, his name was. He, he was the metallurgist uh, among the Israelites, and he was the one who prepared the monatomic gold. So you don't usually consult a metallurgist when you're baking bread, right? So mm-hmm. this is very special bread, the show bread. Back to you. And the elites these days, they just uh, consume adrenochrome. So right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, verse 5, And if thy oblation be a meat offering, bacon in a pan, it shall be a fine flour unleavened, mingled with oil. Thou shalt part it in pieces and pour oil thereon. It is a meat offering. And if thy oblation be a meat offering, bacon in the frying pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And thou shalt bring the meat offering that is made of these things unto Yahweh. And when it is presented unto the priest, he shall bring it unto the altar. And the priest shall take from the meat offering a memorial thereof, and shall burn it upon the altar. It is an offering made by fire, of a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And that mm-hmm. which is left of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. No meat offering, which ye shall bring unto Yahweh, shall be made with leaven. For ye shall burn no leaven, nor any honey, in any offering of Yahweh made by fire. As for the oblation of the firstfruits, ye shall offer them unto Yahweh, but they shall not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from the meat offering. With all, the, with all thine offerings, thou shalt offer salt. Hmm. And if thou offer a okay. meat offering of thy first fruits unto Yahweh, thou shalt offer for the meat offering of thy first fruits green ears of corn dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. And thou shalt put oil upon it. And lay frankincense thereon. It is a meat offering. And the priest shall burn the memorial of it, part of the beaten corn thereof, and part of the oil thereof, with all the frankincense thereof. It is an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. End of chapter 2. 
Okay, so uh, the covenant of salt. So the uh, obviously we need salt in our diets uh, to, to stay healthy. We, we do, okay? And I think these low-salt diets that were being offered by the big pharma were just mm-hmm. another way of making us ill. <laughs> so they can create a solution. Of, of right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the Jewish dialectic, right? Mm-hmm. Make us ill, uh, uh, give us a, a new drug, and then make us even more ill. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's the synthesis. We're even more ill than we started out. Okay. So uh, uh, this article here, TorahClass.com, the first time this phrase is found in Levit- uh, this covenant of salt is found is in Leviticus 2.13, where the order of the words is salt of the covenant. The context of this passage is a grain offering which was to have salt added to it. But the Spirit didn't stop with just the grain offerings. He had Moses write in the same verse that the Israelites were to add the salt of all your offerings. Thus, all offerings made by the Israelites to Yahweh, not just grain offerings, were to have salt added to them. Okay? So, um, you know, we can do a more detailed uh, a study of the covenant of salt later, but obviously it's uh, when we consume food, we should add a little bit of salt. And even Yahweh wants us to add salt <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to the offerings we give to him. Okay, so it's a, uh, it's a part of our covenant. So back to you. Chapter 3. And if his oblation be a sacrifice of peace offering, if he offer it of the herd, whether it be a male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before Yahweh. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's sons, the priest, shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about. And he shall offer of the sacrifice of the peace offering, an offering made by fire unto Yahweh, the fat that covers the inwards and the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, which is by the flanks, and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And Aaron's sons shall burn it on the altar upon the burnt sacrifice, which is upon the wood that is on the fire. It is an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And if his offering for a sacrifice, a peace offering unto Yahweh be of the flock, male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. If he offer a lamb for his offering, then he shall offer it before Yahweh. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it before the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's sons shall sprinkle the blood thereof round about upon the altar. And if he shall offer of the sacrifice of the peace offering, an offering made by fire unto Yahweh, the fat thereof and the whole rump, it shall he take off hard by the backbone and the fat that covers the inwards and all the fat that is upon the inwards. And the two kidneys and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire unto Yahweh. And if his offering be a goat, then he shall offer it before Yahweh. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of it and kill it before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle the blood thereof upon the altar round about. And he shall offer thereof his offering, even an offering made by fire unto Yahweh, the fat that covers the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, 
and the two kidneys and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire for a sweet savor. All the fat is Yahweh's. It shall be a perpetual statute for your generations throughout all your dwellings that you eat neither fat nor blood. Mm, okay. End of chapter three. And uh, that brings me back to the adrenochrome. That's supposedly um, these elites kill, uh, torture small children because it causes a big surge of adrenaline right. in the child's blood. And then they drink this blood. Supposedly, uh, have you done a lot of research in, into this? Yeah, we've done several shows on that. You know, in the days when uh, adrenochrome was big news, okay, mm-hmm. and child sacrifice. Hillary Clinton uh, is reported to be a partaker <laughs> of that, mm-hmm. right? And uh, sure, well, the Freemasons. Who knows how long they've been doing that? Okay, mm-hmm. and so you get involved in that dark occult ritual stuff. You know, now it's, what we're talking about is rituals but it's open right these rituals sacrifices are open to the public where what these people do is well if you're sacrificing children you're not going to do it publicly right okay Mm -hmm. that's called abortion (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it's it's for it's for real it's definitely for real and I, i think that's how kissinger stays alive and soros stays alive i'll bet that's what they do yeah, yeah can, have you noticed every one of these elites, they live long yeah. time. I mean, over a yeah. hundred years. Yeah, yeah. That's because they're, they're probably taking adrenochrome and, and other things to uh, keep themselves alive. You know, mm-hmm. they have access to pharmacia that we don't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So, but uh, I'm uh, fascinated by verse 17 here that ye eat neither fat nor blood. So, but. The fat is what tastes the best. <laughs> when I eat steak, I don't throw the fat away. I do if it's really exceptionally fatty, you know, I will cut the fat away. But uh, that's really where all the flavor—that's where the savor comes from, <laughs> Yahweh. But it says here, uh, you know, so trim the fat, trim the you fat. Know, I've folks. never had a problem with that. I've never liked the fat. Well, oh, I okay. Like, you know. But that's just my personal preference. But uh, mm-hmm. I think we see that we, we shouldn't be eating the fat. But, right. But supposedly that is what gives it the, the flavor. Yeah, it is. But uh, but I can do without. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to change my eating habits. I never, you know, uh, again, when we did these uh, verses, you know, what, 15 years ago now? 10, 15 oh, years ago? I don't think it was that long ago. Okay. Right? Ten years maybe, ago, maybe. Yeah. Ten years ago, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we didn't really pay attention to a lot of this ritual stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, we were concentrating on documenting the covenant, you know, the, the covenant relationship between Yahweh mm-hmm. and us, okay, and uh, focusing on that. So, uh, you know, we didn't pay attention to much of this ritual stuff. But I, I would also comment here that the reason Yahweh established these rituals, number one, is to, to presage the coming of the, the last sacrifice, Yahshua Messiah, at Calvary. But also, uh, apparently, the Israelites were st- so steeped in ritual, you know, it, w- while they were there in Egypt, and because of the surrounding nations, were all steeped in these blood rituals, okay, that Yahweh created a form of the blood ritual 
which the Israelites were used to. They had to have some uh, means of atonement because they were such a sinful nation at the time, and you know they rebelled against uh, the the commandments. You know, within within a couple of days of them being given to them, right? So uh, it, it required fifteen hundred years of these rituals to discipline the children of Israel so that they stop sinning. Okay. So they had to have uh, some sort of atonement for their sins in the meantime. But when, uh, when Christ came, we no longer have these rituals to fall back on our every, uh, every bad word we say, every unkind word we say to another Israelite will be held against us at the judgment day. So we have to be careful. You know, we don't have these rituals to fall back on anymore because he was the last sacrifice. All right, back to you. All right, uh, Leviticus chapter 4. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do against any of them, if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto Yahweh for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before Yahweh, and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head, and shall kill the bullock before Yahweh. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before Yahweh, before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before Yahweh, which is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take off from it all the fat of the bullock for the sin offering, for the fat that covers the inwards and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. As it was taken off from the bullock of the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the priest shall burn them upon the altar of the burnt offering. And the skin of the bullock and all his flesh with his head and with his legs and his inwards and his dung, even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out and burn him on the wood with fire. Where the ashes are poured out, shall he be burnt. And if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which should not be done and are guilty, when the sin which they have sinned against it is known, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin. Okay, hold bring on. Him. It's a, I'm looking at the word guilty, and that's uh, Hebrew 8.16, uh, asham. So, um, which sounds like very much like the uh, English ashamed, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and are ashamed. So that's probably where we get our English word ashamed from. It's spelled A-S-H-A-M, and, and, wow. uh, al- or alternatively A-S-H-E-M, but uh, they pronounce it ashamed, okay, that's, and, and are ashamed. Very good. Mm-hmm. Back to you. 
Interesting. Mm -hmm. Verse 14, when the sin which they have sinned against it is known, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before Yahweh, and the bullock shall be killed before Yahweh. And the priest that is anointed shall bring of the bullock's blood to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in some of the blood and sprinkle it seven times before Yahweh, even before the veil. And he shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar, which is before Yahweh, that is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour out all the blood at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take all his fat from him and burn it upon the altar. And he shall do with the bullock as he did with the bullock for a sin offering. So shall he do with this. And the priest shall make an atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. And he shall carry forth the bullock without the camp and burn him as he burned the first bullock. It is a sin offering for the congregation. When a ruler has sinned and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of Yahweh, his God concerning things which should not be done and is guilty, or if his sin wherein he has sinned come to his knowledge, he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, goats, a male without blemish. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the goat and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offering before Yahweh. It is a sin offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering and shall pour out his blood at the bottom of the altar of burnt offering. And he shall burn all his fat upon the altar as the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall make an atonement for him as concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. And if any of the common people sin through ignorance, while he doeth somewhat against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which ought not to be done and be guilty, or if his sin, which he has sinned, come to his knowledge, then he shall bring his offering a kid of the goats, a female without blemish, for his sin, which he has sinned. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering, and slay the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat is taken away from off the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. And if he bring a lamb for a sin offering, he shall bring it a female without blemish. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering, and slay it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar, according to the offerings made by fire unto the Yahweh. And the priest shall make an atonement for his sin that he has committed, and it shall be forgiven him. End of chapter 4. Okay, I see another problem here because you know, if the Israelites are so accustomed to making sin offerings uh, to the Levitical priesthood, what stops them from sinning all over again? <laughs> because they can get atonement 
for the the new sin at the next uh, offering, right? It's it's like mm-hmm. go, it's like going to the confessional for Catholics. You know, okay, uh, he forgives your sin, but then you go out and commit the same sin again because you know it's going to be forgiven at, at your next confessional, <laughs> right? So I'm sure the Israelites were doing stuff like this too. Well, of course, Yahweh knows our hearts. So if you're d- deliberately sinning with the anticipation of having your sin being forgiven, that's hypocrisy, folks. That's hypocrisy. But I'll bet this was happening all the time. Over to you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it got to be where it was just kind of going through the motions. Right. Kind of thing. You know, yeah. oh, we'll just make our, our sin offering this week and go out yeah. and do the same thing next week. You know? Yeah, and I'll bet the, the Levitical priests... Would say to us, "Are you back again? <laughs> do I do I have to? How many times do I have to have to offer this goat for you? Okay, you're committing the same sin. Oh, and you know this would be. Uh, I bet the uh, Levitical priests got tired of that, right? A, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, you know, well, this is hypocritical on, on the part of this particular Israelite. Uh, I'm, I just I'm just going to go through emotions because, uh, wow, you know this. But of course, that that is you know, that's why we have to stop sinning. Period. All right, mm-hmm. that's the only solution. Okay, yeah. There's uh, nothing is foolproof, folks. Uh, especially uh, we humans uh, always find a way to get around <laughs> the rules and regulations. All right. Do you do you yeah, think? Um, I was just going to ask you. Do you think uh, where they bring these sin offerings to the priests and the priests would offer them? Do you think that's how in uh, Catholicism that people go and they make uh, confess their sins to a priest. Do you think that's kind of how that got started? Because you really don't need to, to you don't confess your sins to someone else. You can all you do is pray to Yahweh about that. About you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. I think the uh, the, uh, the 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 confessional system. You know, the so-called uh, sacrament of confession is a replacement for the Levitical priesthood. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, Brother Aber. oh, yeah, and uh, Swamp Fox says Catholics sell indulgences, so you just pay the yeah. priest <laughs> to get rid of your sin, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, and well, – uh, wouldn't that be a, a profitable job? You yeah, know, really. Oh, yeah, though, that's how – the priest, yeah. you're sitting there saying, man, go out and do something bad. I need- <laughs> yeah, right. We need money. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And Swamp Fox says, with regard to salt, uh, both both Brother Eber and Swamp Fox, salt denotes an indissoluble alliance. Okay. So it's it's part of the covenant and uh, you know, a salt covenant. Again, these covenants apply only to Israel. You know, just like we talked about when Abraham sacrificed the bull, there they cut the bull in half and laid its pieces out. And the significance of that is, may I be cut to pieces if I uh, if I disobey or if I break my covenant, break, uh, don't honor my word, okay? So that's how seriously we're supposed to take these things, folks, okay? These are not just rituals. However, after doing this, these rituals for generations, they become routine, and mm-hmm. people forget the, what the real meaning is, and they start sinning all over again, right? Because mm-hmm. they forgot what it's all about, okay? So, and then, uh, <laughs> and oh yeah, and fat, Brother Aber says, the fat is where the toxins are stored too. So yeah, so we get rid of the toxins. And uh, so uh, when we, uh, yeah, when we eat toxic diets, which uh, Big Pharma offers us, 
uh, it, it gets stored in fat, and it's very difficult for us to get rid of that fat. Uh, the best way to do it is burn it with ca- with calories, right? By by eating a healthy food again. For example, wheat. Wheat today is so, so full of toxins that it's not worth eating. Uh, first of all, they denature it by by squeezing the oil out of the wheat germ. You know, they do that so to preserve shelf life for the bread. But uh, you're, you're supposed to have fresh uh, fresh wheat germ, grind it. And then bake it. It should be done uh, as a daily function. That way you have healthy bread, okay? Disregarding the problem of GMO, right? It is almost impossible to get natural bread these days unless you make it yourself, okay? That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the situation, all right? So uh, everything has been uh, polluted in various ways. That's why you know, it, it's funny. I think um, Artis, I think is his name. He's a uh, health uh, advisor on the Internet. And he says uh, the American people, America has one-fifth or no, 5% of the world's population, but we consume 45% of the world's drugs. <laughs> okay? That's saying something, folks. We, we consume, still get sick. And we still get sick. Why? Because the drugs are making us sick and the food is making mm-hmm. us sick. We're not obeying Yahweh's health laws. Back to you. Okay. Leviticus chapter 5. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Or if a soul touch any unclean thing, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast or a carcass of an unclean cattle, or the carcass of unclean creeping things. And if it be hidden from him, he shall also unclean, be unclean and guilty. Or if he touches the uncleanness of man, whatsoever uncleanness it be that a man shall be defiled withal, and it be hid from him, when he knows of it, then he shall be guilty. Or if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil, or to do good, <clears throat> whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty in one of these. And it shall be, when he shall be guilty in one of these things, that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto Yahweh for his sin which he has sinned, a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats, for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sin. And if he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he has committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto Yahweh, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. He shall bring them unto the priest who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first and wring off his head from his neck, but shall not divide it asunder. And he shall sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second for a burnt offering, according to the manner. And the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin, which he has sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. But if he be not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he that sinned shall bring for his offering the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil upon it, 
neither shall he put any frankincense thereon, for it is a sin offering. Then he shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take his handful of it, even a memorial thereof, and burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto Yahweh. It is a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him as touching his sin that he has sinned in one of these. And it shall be forgiven him. And the remnant shall be the priest as a meat offering. Okay, so and the lesson here for the Israelites is you will have to sacrifice something of your livelihood uh, as payment, as punishment for the sin. Uh, in this way, the Israelites are learning. Okay, I have to, I have to sacrifice something. You know, uh, they should be sacrificing the sin in the first place and not doing it, right? But uh, at least they're getting the the idea that uh, they have to sacrifice something of their livelihood, of their lives, uh, uh, to in order to come clean, as it were. Okay, and so they're beginning to get the idea that they have to sacrifice their sinful nature and, and, and become un sinless. That's the idea. Hopefully they're learning this lesson. <laughs> Back to you. I would think you'd, it would take a lot of uh, uh, honesty with yourself, too. Oh, that's Truth, right. You know, because you can always say, well, I really wasn't a sin. I mean, I, you, know, <laughs> no, you know, he, he left that, uh, whatever it was, laying out, and I just took it. Yeah, because I didn't, right. Uh, yeah. So no, I just picked it up off the ground. Uh, forget that I saw who dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> that gold coin worth two thousand bucks, right? <laughs> I just kept it for myself. So yeah, this is uh, obviously self-reflection is what Israelites are supposed to do, and uh, I don't think there's anything like this in any other religion. Uh, certainly, voodoo <laughs> doesn't require self-reflection, uh, and uh, Hinduism—they're uh, all—they're all—and and this shows the importance of the priesthood in those other religions. The, the imam, you know, Muslims—they uh, have a—they have a semblance of a court, but the vast majority of um, you know judgments in Islam are fam uh, for family squabbles. Are uh, you know? It's like the Hatfields versus the McCoys. You know, they take vengeance upon each other, right? And more so upon the women than the men. You know, in the case of rape, the woman is automatically guilty and may be executed by the by a family member of the other, the guilty man, right? I mean, this is justice, folks. Wow. The vast majority of religions do not have anything like self-reflection. Maybe Buddhism a little bit, a little bit, but uh, our religion is the only one that requires total self-reflection. Am I doing the right thing? And mm -hmm. if I do, if I do the wrong thing, I need I need to make amends. This is how we're supposed to think about these things. Back to you. Yeah, it's very important that we, yeah. we be honest with the, to ourselves. With exactly. Ourselves. Yeah. Uh, very important. Yes. To thine mm -hmm. own self be true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Whoever yep. said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, verse uh, 14. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul commit a trespass and sin through ignorance in the holy things of Yahweh, then he shall bring for his trespass unto Yahweh a ram without blemish out of the flocks, with thy estimation by shekels of silver. 
after the shekel of the sanctuary for a trespass offering. Okay, a couple things here. Uh, sin through ignorance, which means that even though you sinned out of ignorance, it still is required of you to learn the law so that you no longer sin out of ignorance. Okay, so mm-hmm. you still have to pay for it even if you sinned out of ignorance. Okay, and then a shekel is a weight is a weight of silver, it's not a value of silver, and that's true for the dollar. The dollar is a weight of silver, it's not a value, mm-hmm. okay? People forget, forget about that, it's simply a weight. And so the value of the silver is supposed to be in its weight, <laughs> but now with inflation, it's, it's virtually uh, you know, weightless, I guess is another way of putting it, valueless. We'll get, to that, yeah. we'll get yeah. to that chapter where we talk about unjust weights and measures. Yes, you know, yes. Because um, that's exactly what we have today with our uh, money system. We have unjust, unjust weight. weights and measures. Amen, amen. All right, very good. Verse 16, and he shall make amends for the harm that he hath done in the holy thing. And it shall add the fifth part thereto and give it unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven him. And if a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of Yahweh, though he wist it not, yet he yet is he guilty and shall bear his iniquity. And he shall bring a ram without blemish out of the flock with thy estimation for a trespass offering unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his ignorance wherein he erred and wist it not, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. He has certainly trespassed against Yahweh. End of chapter 5. Yeah, we've been paying indulgences to Big Pharma, haven't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not making us healthy. You know, we're the most vaccinated nation on the earth, I think. Yeah, right. And we're also the sickest, one of Mm -hmm. the sickest nations on earth. Yeah. So, and uh, we ought to be be able to see the correlation there. Yeah, you ought to be able to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But because of advertising, we don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the new ritual is going to the doctor and getting a shot. Mm hmm. Whoa, baby. How things have been turned upside down. All right. Okay. We have about 10 minutes left. I think we have I'll, I'd like to ask a, a question to any of our listeners out there. How how do you access the dark web? Because uh, um, okay. talking about, we were talking about uh, yeah. vaccine well, uh, passports. And, right. Yeah. And the fake ones coming out of China. <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose you could just type in China fake vaccine passport you know uh yeah i'm sure the uh, the black market is uh swelling with fake passports Mm -hmm. so uh yeah because a lot of people are doing that and so uh yeah and i'm also um i'm going to try to make it available on the front page of your folk radio there's a website that has uh forms for vaccine exemptions and other type of legal forms uh, to fight the bureaucracy, okay? So I'll try to do that uh, later today to make that information available to people, okay? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I was gonna... so, mm-hmm. uh... Oh, yeah, well, uh, if, the, if there's somebody in the chat room that's got a connection, 
Let, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd probably be doing business with a Jew <laughs> if you go that route. Okay. All right. Where? What chapter are we? <laughs> we're having. We are on chapter six. Okay. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul sin and commit a trespass against Yahweh, and lie unto his neighbor in that which was delivered him to keep, or in fellowship, or in a thing taken away by violence, or has deceived his neighbor, or have found that which was lost, and lieth concerning it, and swear falsely in any of all these that a man doeth, sinning therein, that it shall be because he has sinned and is guilty, he shall restore that which he took violently away, mm-hmm. or the thing which he has deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, or all that which he has sworn falsely. He shall even restore it in the principle, and shall add the fifth part more thereto, and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto Yahweh, a ram without blemish out of the flock, with thy estimation for a trespass offering unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him before Yahweh, and it shall be forgiven him for anything of all that he has done in trespassing therein. And Yahweh spake... Yeah, hold on. Uh, Because what other cultures besides uh, white Aryan culture uh, does this ever happen? Uh, We know even in Eastern Europe, uh, it's a culture of... uh, taking advantage of people, especially if the person is of another race. So th- these people, these Muslims, for example, uh, are are trained to take advantage of white people and to uh, have no uh, pangs of guilt whatsoever, no matter how, how much wrong they do to us, okay? So this culture of uh, making atonement or making amends for sins that you have committed against someone else, number one, it's very rare in any culture. Okay, but it's even rarer outside of the white race. Uh, have, uh, when uh, I was uh, helping Art Jones with his campaign several years ago, we were passing out flyers, and uh, this one guy objected to me putting a flyer on his car. He see and his wife were standing in the in the what do you call it the driveway of his house, and uh, he started yelling at me, "You're touching my property!" and uh, blah blah blah. I said, "Well, I have every right to do it." <laughs> I'm just putting a flyer on your car. That's all I'm doing. And then, uh, uh, boy, he he really laid into me and uh, uh, really got angry. And so uh, about half an hour later, a car, I was on a different street. A car pulled up, and I knew it was the car that I (laughs) had put the flyer on. I said, oh, no, this is going to be big trouble. The guy's coming after me. He wants wants to lay into me some more. He got out of his car. He said, "I'm, I'm I'm, I'm apologizing to you for the way I acted uh, when you put this flyer on my vehicle. I shouldn't have done that. I said, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> right? Wow, that's unusual. Yeah, very unusual. So that guy had a conscience. All right? We, and that, that's the Holy Spirit on us, we have a conscience, whereas especially in our conscience, we, you know, we shouldn't apologize to other races when we uh, practice our faith. Okay, which means we stay separate from them. All right, we shouldn't apologize for segregation because all that happens is their culture takes over ours. It's really obvious, folks. When we allow them into our society, their culture 
dominates over us. Because why? We have a conscience. We have feelings for others that they don't. They simply don't. And, it, and it, that applies tenfold to the Jews. They have no conscience whatsoever. So you can't be dealing with Jews as if they're like us. You simply can't. All right, back to you. Okay. Chapter, uh, uh, verse 8 of chapter 6. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, and his linen breeches shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes which the fire has consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. And this is the law of the meat offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before Yahweh, before the altar. And he shall take of it his handful of the flour of the meat offering and of the oil thereof and all the frankincense which is upon the meat offering and shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor, even the memorial of it unto Yahweh. And the remainder thereof shall Aaron and his sons eat. With unleavened bread shall it be eaten in the holy place. In the court of the tabernacle of the congregation they shall eat it. It shall not be taken bacon with leaven. I have given it unto them for their portion of my offerings made by fire. It is most holy, as is the sin offering, and as the trespass offering. All the males among the children of Aaron shall eat it. It shall be a statute forever in your generations concerning the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. Every one that touches them shall be holy. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, This is the offering of Aaron and his sons, which they shall offer unto Yahweh in the day when he is anointed, the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a meat offering perpetual half of it in the morning and half thereof at night. In a pan it shall be made with oil, and when it is bacon, thou shalt bring it in, and the bacon pieces of the meat offering shalt thou offer for a sweet savor unto Yahweh. And the priest of his sons that is anointed in his stead shall offer it. It is a statute forever unto, the, unto Yahweh. It shall be wholly burnt. For every meat offering for the priest shall be wholly burnt. It shall not be eaten. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before Yahweh. It is most holy. The priests that offer it for sin shall eat it, and the holy place shall it be eaten in the court of the tabernacle of the congregation. Whatsoever shalt thou shalt touch the flesh thereof shall be holy. And when there is sprinkled of the blood thereof upon any garment, Thou shalt wash that whereon it was sprinkled in the holy place. But the earthen vessel wherein it is sodden shall be broken. And if it be sodden in a brazen pot, it shall be both scoured and rinsed in water. All the males among the priests shall eat thereof. It is most holy. And no sin offering whereof any of the blood is brought into the tabernacle of the congregation to reconcile with all in the holy place shall be eaten. 
it shall be burnt in the fire. Okay, so the uh, priests were eating a lot of barbecue. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. So they weren't starving, that's for sure. Okay. So uh, it was a, a number one, is to, to be a ritual uh, butcher is what the Levitical priests were. They were butchers. Um, is a very, uh, it's a demanding job, right? But at least you get fed well, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, okay, that's the show for today. And uh, as we said, this uh, book of Leviticus is really going into ritual, but there's still a lot to be learned from the meanings of these words, etc. So thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. See you next week. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.